and a welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a blessed and awesome day this week. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. You got to enjoy yourselves and spend time with friends and family and continue to stay strong and get the truth out there. I appreciate all your continued support. Be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com and be sure to sign up for the weekly newsletter to get new updates on stuff that we're going to be bringing in, including the all-new website here soon and the product of the week, which is on sale right now, the liver support formula. Very, very good product on the website for 10% off for product of the week. And be sure to vote for what you want to see when currently coming up on Wednesday. It's like the magnesium brain food capsules is pulling pretty strong now on the votes. It's probably going to win. We'll have to wait and see, though, for the next two days. And be sure to check out other products we have on sale, including the Fit, fat, uh, the fit Food uh, Forever Fit Whey Protein from New Zealand, the Purple Sticks, and also, too, the Healthy Testosterone Support Kit for 15% off and the Maximum Energy Kit as well. Now, first thing I wanted to get into this morning, I found this really exciting Waiting to see if there's any strings attached to this as far as what Governor Ron DeSantis is putting forward or if this is going to be able to have any friction or pushback. But so far right now, it's being massively supported in the Florida House, and it looks like Governor Ron DeSantis has stated that this will be going into effect. He has now introduced legislation that will among, stop, among other things, Florida from ever becoming a biomedical security state. At least while he's in power, the legislation will ban all vaccine passport mandates, period, whether it be travel, whether it be food, whether it be anything in the state of Florida. He's stating if it operates in Florida, it's illegal to have any type of vaccine mandate or ask for any type of medical vaccine information. It goes on to say here, the protecting Floridians from biomedical security state is what the bill's title. It also permanently prohibits COVID-19 mask requirements throughout the entire state, meaning is it illegal for a business, company, job, wherever, to tell you you have to wear a mask in order to enter the building. It also permanently prohibits any COVID-19 vaccines and mask requirements in any and all Florida schools. This is a big one. You know, adults can kind of make their own decisions because in most cases they have a right to go to different directions or different businesses and different options. When you have children where they have to go to school, this is the only option they have, and you start saying that these kids have to wear a dog muzzle mask on their face the entire time they're in school and be treated like they're convicts, I had a real issue with that. You guys already know my stance on it. Also, too, it permanently prohibits any type of COVID vaccine passport or permission slip or anything related to a medical security or vaccine security in order to enter any type of residence, building, job, etc., it also permanently prohibits employers from hiring or firing based on vaccine status. It also protects medical professionals' freedom of speech, along with protecting the right to disagree with the preferred narrative of the medical community and protecting the religious views of medical pers- uh, professionals. You've seen now in California, California has turned into a full-blown tyrannical medical dictatorship. I mean, complete dictatorship. If you now are a doctor and you operate in the state of California – If you say anything that the medical community does not agree with on the medical board in California, they can immediately strip you of your license. It doesn't matter what it is. If they say it's medical misinformation, and I say that quote in parentheses, meaning they don't have to have any reason. They can simply say, we don't like what you told a client. We don't like what you told a patient. This patient turned you into the medical review board, and we've determined what you said to them, even though it's, you know, he said, she said, doesn't matter. 
we're now revoking your medical license and you know you're under investigation or we're pending medical review that, that fast doesn't matter what it is Boop. medical misinformation you're automatically suspended and you're under investigation this is absolute travesty to the medical community especially doctors and physicians that have worked decades to provide very high quality care to patients you know especially the ones that are really awake and all of a sudden they tell a customer or they tell a patient hey listen man you really need to do some research for you keep getting these shots you're having all these health problems uh, might be a reason why you're having all these health problems you know, why don't you do some research here's some information here's some websites you can look at because i'm not i'm not giving the shot out i'm not giving remdesivir out i'm not giving any of the stuff nope nope done medical license completely revoked from california you cannot work here whatsoever because you did not go along with the standard narrative this is a huge deal and in my opinion it's the first phase in many phases on coming in with a total medical tyrannical dictatorship nationwide is what the goal is so that nobody will be able to have access to true health options it will only be what the medical establishment promotes prescribes and mandates that is what their overall goal is so i'm glad the state of florida with DeSantis is going to be doing something about this we will see where it goes we'll see how it works we'll see how it happens and we'll keep you apprised and updated on it also to another news very strange situation over in california also as well considering the fact that they're not allowed to have much of any firearms whatsoever horrific shooting late sunday if you guys saw this and my condolences the family everybody involved said over 10 people were killed in monterey park california and uh individual 72 year old suspected gunman who Chan chan who's basically a asian male Investigators said they're still working to determine the possible motive for his shooting, who sent another 10 people to the hospital along with 10 injured or killed. And they said that the uh, there's no longer a threat after they he killed himself in the car and when they were pursuing him. It's always strange how this happens. These guys do these mass shootings, and then they suddenly kill themselves. I don't know. I don't know any background on this guy yet. I just saw the information, some of the news on it. and uh, But it's interesting because there was one comment that I wanted to bring up on here, and it was kind of ironic because from what I was reading, there were some reports saying he had an AR. Other reports said he had a pistol. It was a Glock. I don't know the details on it yet. I'm still trying to get it, but there's been a lot of contradictive comments. But the sheriff, Sheriff Luna, said the police recovered what I described as, and I quote, a magazine-fed semi-automatic assault pistol with an extended large-capacity magazine attached to it. I don't even know how much more far-fetched you can to just describe it was an AR with a magazine or it was a Glock with a 17-round mag, but having to come out and said it was a magazine-fed semi-automatic assault pistol with an extended large-capacity magazine attached to it, if you're not trying to clickbait and try to fear-porn everybody into being scared of any type of firearm, I don't know what else you can do besides making it just completely and totally idiotic comment like that. It was a Glock with a 17-round mag. It was an AR-15 with a 30-round mag. Going to doubt this total fear porn, clickbait, moronic statements like this just make the police department look really, really stupid and just show that the entire push for gun control is alive and well in the United States. Getting to that, and I want to discuss this real quick because this is very, very important to all my big Second Amendment proponents, all my firearm supporters, all my gun enthusiasts on this show. And this is very important. I want you guys to click the link. I'm going to send you – I'm going to put it on the website. You guys can watch the video on YouTube. It's from Gun Owners of America. Okay, Now follow me on this. I talked to you guys last week about the, how the ATF just arbitrarily came in and said, by the way, if a AR-15 has a pistol brace on it and the barrel is you know shorter and it's a pistol, we now say it's a short-barreled rifle and you have 120 days to register it. Now we're at like you know 100-something days to register them. Here is a huge issue that Stephen Stambolia, 
who's the main attorney for Gun Owners of America, who I've supported for many years. They're very, very staunch Second Amendment proponents. During the SHOT Show in Las Vegas last week, if you guys have ever seen that before, it's pretty much all firearm-related items, companies, businesses, everything, all the newest gun stuff at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. He did an interview, and he came out and said this entire ATF scheme is one giant trap to set up millions and millions of Americans. He said right now they're estimating that there are over 40 million AR-15 pistol braces that are out in circulation. He said just in general, ATF can only process about 500,000 class three tax stamps every single year. That's all they've ever been able to do, 500,000. He said right then and there, you're looking at the fact that if 40 million people went out and tried to register these SBRs at any given time, you're talking about decade to actually try to register these things, if not more, even if they got more information. Now, here's he said, here's the problem that nobody's talking about, and he actually went to the ATF booth at the SHOT Show and confronted them about this, and they confirmed it. And under the 300-page new rule, there's a statement that discusses the ATF background check with Class 3 weapons. When you submit a Form 1 to basically SBR rifle, you're already submitting a form. Usually you have a rifle and you have not made it a short-barreled rifle. So you submit a Form 1. You submit your photograph of the gun. You submit the serial number, your photo. A, you know, a passport photo, your fingerprints, statement stating that this is the weapon that you want to short-barreled rifle. You submit it. They do a background check on you, and then essentially once it's approved after a 10 to 13 months, you then go on and put the barrel on. You want to chop your barrel off and make it a short-barreled rifle. Cool. Okay, done. Easy enough. Well, there's always been a stipulation in there that in, within 88 days – this is the specific time, 88 days on the background check if it has not come back. The background check will automatically be denied, and you'll be denied that Class 3 permit, period. That's just how it's been with ATF. 88 days, it's denied. Now, there's a lot of them that do get denied for nefarious reasons, some of them because there's somebody doing something illegal, most of them which are false denials, though. Like if you're a criminal, why are you going to submit your photograph and fingerprints to short rifle a gun if you know you're a criminal, right? It doesn't make sense. However, there are thousands upon thousands of denials every year that are inaccurate. So he went to the ATF booth, and he said, what happens when you have a law-abiding citizen now that has now been caught up in this ATF basically honey trap that you guys are doing to them, and they submit their photograph, they submit their fingerprints, they submit their serial number, they submit a photo of the rifle, they submit their address, they sign that they basically are submitting this to turn their AR pistol into an SBR now because the ATF has now ruled it. What happens if their ATF – approval is not done as far as their background check in 88 days because they've now submitted to you that they have a short-barreled rifle according to ATF. They're showing you they have it in their possession. They're giving you their address, their name, their fingerprints, a serial number, all of which is now an active admittance that you now possess this weapon. What happens if there's a denial of that background check after 88 days for a false denial? The ATF agent attorney there said, we will have enforcement action. Flat out told him that we will have enforcement action. He goes, but this guy is a law-abiding citizen who's trying to comply with your moronic laws, and it's your fault that he's having a false denial, and it's not approved because your system's bad, including your entire system, and everything you do with ATF is a total, complete sham. Joe doesn't matter. We're initiating enforcement action at that point. He goes, whoa. He goes, so essentially, you've completely set up 
millions of Americans. No, no, that's not the case at all. We're encouraging people to go go in. If as long as they've submitted it by the active time, then in, as long as it's approved, as long as it's approved, it's okay. Because what happens if it's not approved? Well, we're going to initiate enforcement action. So you're saying that you're just expecting you know 30 to 40 million Americans to register their legal firearms that they've had for a decade now because you now say they're illegal if they don't register them with you because of what you determine. And if some reason you decline them, you deny them, you now are saying you're going to take enforcement action because they now have admitted on paper, with photograph, with signature, under oath that they are in possession of this firearm. Well, that's what we'd have to do as ATF because that's the job. We'd have to enforce action. My friends – you can watch the video on the SHOT Show. They are setting up everybody in this country to go along with this. This is a complete and total sham. It is a honey trap set up by ATF to get tens of millions of law-abiding gun citizens, get their names, get their address, get their serial numbers, get their photographs, get their fingerprints, all in a database to set them up. He says clearly in the video, as I have clearly told everybody, you make a decision on what you need to do. I cannot give you any type of legal advice. I am simply repeating what Stephen Stambolia, attorney for Gun Owners of America, said in an interview last week at the SHOT Show. This is what he said. He has been an attorney, a, specifically a Second Amendment attorney, for almost 20 years. He is very well-versed on this topic, and he is very accurate in my opinion. I followed him for a very long time. He is saying this entire thing is a giant trap to set up tens of millions of Americans that for the longest time have been law-abiding citizens and never done anything illegal, and now the ATF is going to have complete registered database of them, of them admitting they have a technical short-barreled rifle because ATF decided to change their mind arbitrarily overnight. Just want to get that information out there. You can watch the video. Do with it as you wish, but I just wanted to get the information because you guys know I speak the truth as much as I can. I try to give everybody a heads up, but as far as Stephen Stambolia said from the Gonos of America, he personally believes the ATF is setting them up. I am not an attorney. I'm not giving you legal advice. That is what he said. Watch the video. Make your own decision on what you need to do with it. But as I say, we're not dealing with true legal parameters in the United States government anymore. We're dealing with two completely separate factions of law. We have the law with the, the so-called elite and the government workers, including the Senate and Congress, who, as we've seen now, operate with impunity. And then we have the Laws for the peasants to continue to be overseen, watched, manipulated, lied to, and completely and totally drugged through the mud if anything happens that the all-power government doesn't like happening. So again, this is why it's so important we get the truth out there, and this is why I appreciate you supporting Health Masters and supporting the show because we try to bring to you the newest, updated best truth we can possible all across the globe to keep you informed along with your friends and family so more and more people can get the truth out there. What do you think, Dad? I think it's a mess. <laughs> That's what I think it is, Austin. It's just a mess. And, uh, you know, the ATF, you know, with the bump fire stocks and all the stuff that was done under the Trump. And we're going to come back to that in just a second. We're going to talk about how the United States was founded and why they're taking away, quote, unquote, the rights they had given us to start with. Even though many of these rights are God-given rights, they wanted to articulate them in the Constitution and who did it. So we're going to cover that in detail in just a minute. But I've got a favor to ask you guys. I had a friend of mine, and uh, she wrote together a petition. Now, this, this is an interesting petition. It's for loved ones that are not walking with God. And it's a prayer that you pray every day over the individual. And uh, I want to make that available to everybody. And, and what she did is she kind of made it like an affidavit. And she's a very strong Christian, and she said that basically what she sees and how she sees herself doing this when she reads this petition, she feels as though she goes to the throne room of God as Jesus is the mediator. 
because, you know, it says we can come boldly into his throne room because Christ and the blood of Jesus and petition God as far as for the lost ones, loved ones, et cetera, or things that we want to have in our lives. And it's very, very good. It starts off with a paragraph and it says, Lord, you tell your children in Hebrews 4.16 to come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And in Psalm 104, you tell us to enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. So, Lord, we come boldly into your throne room to give thanks and to praise your name. For you, Lord, are good and your love endures forever and your faithfulness continues through all generations. Psalm 138, we praise you, O Lord, with all of our heart. We bow down toward our your holy temple and praise your name for your love and your faithfulness for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. And we thank you, Lord, that before we call, you answer Isaiah 65, 24. It goes on like this for about 10 or 12 paragraphs. So I've got some people that I know that I need to have prayers for personally. And I'm asking you guys to basically text me or email me or whatever. If you've got my phone, if you want to email me at askdrtedb at yahoo.com. I need a few dozen of you guys to at least be willing to pray this prayer for some people that I know. And, of course, you can use the same prayer for yourselves, and I can always make this entire prayer available to you when you contact me at AskDrTedB at Yahoo.com. So I appreciate you guys. I want to cover that first. Now I want to go back to what Austin was talking about because this is very, very important with what's going on with the ATF. It's very important to understand who runs the United States of America and, and why they do what they do. And, and what we realize is this. In the very beginning, in the, in the United States, I'm going to give you some background. I've talked to you repeatedly about the Masonic Lodges. I've talked to you repeatedly about their tied to the Zohar, about how the guy who wrote the Zohar in 72 AD is the same guy who shows up in a casket metaphorically, this individual who basically is pretending to be dead in the 30th degree ritual for the Masons. That the person has then pledged allegiance to the Masonic God, the Masonic everything, and renounced all other religions. And the same person who wrote the Zohar, which is the book of the Kabbalah, is the same individual who's in this quote-unquote casket. I did a whole show on this. So all of this is tied back to the Kabbalah. All of this is tied back to Freemasonry. All of this is tied back to the ancient Babylonian religions and the mystery school religions, period. That's how it all runs. That's who runs the country, and that's who runs the world. So I'm going to give you some background here on how this happens and who in the world started all this. Remember Matthew 23, 24 says, you blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. For people around the world, the U.S. represented a freedom and opportunity, but in fact, the U.S. was created initially to bring us to Masonic world order together along with the Zohar to bring the Kabbalist new world order together through the third temple in order to bring in the Antichrist. They want to kill and enslave and dispossess the masses, and that's what we're learning about right now. Freedom and opportunity are illusions, and they're gradually dispersing like a morning mist, and our governments ask these Kabbalist, Masonic, Luciferian bankers for credit like children asking for their allowance. The governments are just veiled for the Kabbalist bankers. The people of this world and even their governments, the quote, will be as children under age because they're going to be answering to their, quote, parents, these Freemasons, Kabbalist bankers, starting with the Rothschild mess, taking over the world central banks in the 1700s. Successful people are their agents. Freemasons control every important social institution, government, media, medicine, corporations, military, justice and education, and the church. They've infiltrated they're the deacons, they're the elders, in many cases over 10,000 pastors that are Masons. They are part of the deep state. Humanity is being re-engineered to serve these Kabbalist bankers and their god Lucifer in a worldwide prison plantation. As historian Bernard Fay explains, Freemasons established the United States to implement this satanic globalist agenda, which now they're coming in and trying to take away our rights. Look what they've done, forcing you to take the kill shot. Forcing you to be socially isolated, forcing you to give up your weapons, forcing you to accept a fraudulent election. They're taking our 
road, eroding our rights little step by step. I had a friend of me that might ask me this weekend, well, what about our children? What about our grandchildren? What kind of future are they going to have in the United States or even in the world? And I said, unless we come back to Christianity, they're not going to have much of a future because they're going to be slaves in the system, period. Just a couple of weeks ago, remdesivir has now been approved for children at the age of 28 days. Newborn infants can now be given remdesivir in spite of the fact that in some of the studies that were being used with remdesivir and the death rates associated with them, they had almost a 30% death rate within the first week. This is a bad product, especially to give to young children. I, I can't even believe this is actually happening. But we also need to realize how in the beginning our country and how it was formed. Freemasons drafted the Constitution pretty much. They signed the Declaration of Independence. The Indians who dumped the tea in the harbor were Masons. So were Paul Revere and his Minutemen, George Washington, and most of his generals. The Marquis de Lafayette was shunned until he joined the Masons. At least 20 of the 42 presidents were, quote, brothers of the Masonic Hood. Freemasonry is the Church of Satan masquerading as a fraternal, mystical, philanthropic order. It fronts for the Illuminati, Kabbalists, Luciferian, central bankers who started the U.S. as a vehicle to advance their new world order. In the words of Masonic elder Manly P. Hall, we must also perfect the plan of the ages, setting up here the machinery for a world brotherhood of nations and races. This is from The Secret Destiny of America, 1944, page 3, if you want to read it. The Freemasons provided Americans with ideals, civil liberties, equal opportunity, and no taxation without representation, which still are valid. But they were enticements designed to gain power, as you might have noticed. These promises, are, again, like we mentioned earlier, were not intended to be kept. Politicians don't represent us. Austin said they're two separate, separate. That's the laws. He's right. And these Kabbalist, Luciferian Freemasons basically is this new world order they want to bring in, including rebuilding the Third Temple and bringing in their god, Lucifer. Most historians won't tell you this, but up to Sinclair's words, quote, it is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it. But there was one historian who did reveal the truth. His name was Bernard Fay. He was born in 1893, and he died in 1978. He was a Harvard-educated Frenchman. He is considered an anti-Mason because of his 1935 book, Revolution and Freemasonry. One of the few, he was one of the few to reveal the extent of the Masonic participation in the U.S. and French revolutions. He had access to Masonic archives in the U.S. and Europe. And his book is actually a sympathetic portrayal of Freemasonry with no references to its occult nature. However, as a Vinci Freeman, he subsequently helped the Nazis identify Masons during World War II, and he was in prison after the war but pardoned in 1952 by Charles de Gaulle. Let's start off in the 1770s. And I've told you this before. The U.S. consisted of 13 isolated colonies that were basically separate countries with different governments, religions, customs, racial profiles, and social and political structures. There were intense rivalries and longstanding antagonisms, and a letter took three weeks to get from Georgia to Massachusetts. Masonry undertook to lay the foundation for national unity in America because as a secret society, they could spread throughout the colonies and work steadily and silently. It created a limited but very prominent class of people, a feeling of American unity with, without – there would have been no United States. That's page 240 in his book. In 1760, there was no big town, big or small, where the Masonic lodges had not spun its web. Everywhere it was preaching fraternity and unity. Benjamin Franklin, who was a grand master of a French lodge, raised millions of francs crucial to financing George Washington's army. He was the first to submit a plan for military collaboration and political federation. He established a chain of Masonic newspapers in all of the colonies, and you can guess where he found the money. Kabbalist bankers. But also remember this. Benjamin Franklin was a member of the Hellfire Club. He was a Satanist. Whether you guys want to believe that or not, you can look it up. Faces George Washington and his ragtag army kept the spirit of independence alive. He organized many, many lodges and military lodges and personally participated in their activities. On December the 27th, 1778, you guys look it up, he led a parade after Philadelphia was recaptured. 
his full Masonic garb, his sword at his side in full Masonic attire and adorned with all the jewels and insignia of the Brotherhood, Washington marched at the head of a solemn procession of 300 brethren through the streets of Philadelphia to Christ Church, where Masonic divine service was held. This was the greatest Masonic parade that had ever been seen in the New World and was open to see by the public. All of the staff officers Washington trusted were Masons, and all of his leading general of his army were Masons, Alexander Hamilton, John Marshall, James Madison, General Greene, General Lee, General Sullivan, Lord Sterling, the two Putmans, General Steuben, Montgomery Jackson, Gist, Henry Knox, Ethan Allen were all Masons. They all gathered around their master, Mason Washington, and they all met at the Temple of Virtue, a rude structure forming an oblong 40 by 60 feet, one story in height, the single entrance, which was flanked by two pillars. The atmosphere which surrounded Washington was Masonic, and it may be said that was the framework that his mind was also Masonic. Imagine if Washington had shown the same devotion to Christianity. Faye points to a curious degree of coordination between the Masons and the U.S. and British armies. It seems even likely that the unforgettable, mysterious laxness of certain general English military campaigns in America, particularly those of the Howe brothers, were deliberate due to the Masonic desire of the English general to reach a peaceful settlement. The surrender of Cornwallis. I can't vet this because it's such an old reference, but I'm going to read it to you anyhow. But just take this with in its own context. To call the confession of General Cornwallis when he surrendered to George Washington on October the 19th, 18, 1781. Jonathan Williams recorded in the Legion of Satan, 1781, I can't bet this, that the Cornwallis revealed to America that a holy war will now begin on America, and when it ended, America will be supposedly the citadel of freedom, and her millions unknowing will be subject to the crown. The crown is the Illuminati shareholders of the Bank of England, which are the Rothschild banking cartels. Cornwallis went to explain what would seem a contradiction. Your churches will be used to teach the Kabbalist religion. In less than 200 years, the whole nation will be working for a divine world government, which is exactly what we're doing right now. Look what we're doing in the Ukraine, all the money we're sending them, and, the, and people are actually supporting this. That government that you believe to be divine will be the British Empire controlled by the Rothschild banking cartels. All regions will be permeated with Kabbalism without even being noticed by the masses, and they will all be under the invisible, all-seeing eye of the grand architect of Freemasonry. In his 1956 speech, Senator Joseph McCarthy reflected on these words. Cornwallis well knew that his military defeat was only the beginning of a world catastrophe that would be universal and the unrest would continue until mind control could be accomplished through a false religion. What he predicted was, has come to pass. Conclusion. We don't recognize the Kabbalist Luciferian conspiracy through the ancient Babylonian religions, the Babylonian mystery religions that all started with the worship of Baal and Moloch and Asherah and the Egyptian religions, because we're not accustomed to thinking in terms of hundreds of years. I've told you that many times on the show. But these Illuminati bankers, these Kabbalist Luciferians, have been plotting this new world order for ages, and that's why they feature on the U.S. dollar along with the uncapped Masonic pyramid for thousands of years. We need to realize what they do and how they do it and have we been duped. Remember, our role in that is analogous to that French Revolution nobles who were collaborated in the French Revolution when they were slaughtered. Faye goes on the right. All these nobles did not hesitate to side with the Revolutionary Party, even though it was to cost them their rank, their estates, and their lives. In the secret, speak, in the secret words of, of, a, of a benign birth meeting in Paris in 1936, it remains our secret that those who betray their own, whose most precious interest by joining in our plot, should never know that their associations are of a creation and they serve the purposes. Now, I'm going to say this. This is important. The underlings in the Masonic lodges, the first, second, third, fourth degree Masons, they have no idea what they're getting themselves into. They think this is a social club. They have no idea what they're involved in. When you get past that 30th degree, 
they pull the blinders off you and you're aware of everything they're involved in and you're aware of what they're doing. Very, very important. I have a friend of mine who's a nationally known pastor. He was on national Christian TV for years. His father was also a national known pastor out of California. And I have spoken to him at length about the problem associated with Freemasonry because his father was also a Freemason. And he basically denies its existence and says it has no power whatsoever left. Now, I will say this. The Council on Foreign Relations, the Committee of 300, the Bilderberger Group, and all the rest of these people that are basically meeting, you know, with the Council of, you know, the World Economic Forum over there in Davos. All these people have all come together now to create a higher level of hierarchy, and they're working with the Masonic Lodges still. But in many cases, these Masonic Lodges are now subsets of all of these other groups that have come together around the world. We need to understand that. I can tell you right now that in many of the local cities, when you have projects that are being approved that nobody wants, it's because the, the Masons are running the county boards and the city boards and the city commissioners. I'll let you know that up front. I've seen that personally. And I know exactly these guys, who they are and how they sneak around at night and go to their little secret meetings out in the woods or in their lodges. And they do all kinds of who knows what weird rituals. The Bible says let everything that we do be out of the public and let everybody see what we do. This is not of God absolutely is not of God. We need to understand that these guys are grand masters of illusion. Like Klaus Schwab says, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, wait a minute. How, how in the world can they be saying stuff like that? Well, that's what they believe. They believe they're going to completely control everybody. Remember what they say? There's a quote. There's an urgent need for global stakeholders to cooperate and simultaneously managing the direct consequences of COVID-19 to improve the state of the world. World Economic Forum is starting this great reset initiative. I mean, if you stop and you look at this stuff, we realize that Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Psalm 58 through 3, verse 3 through 5. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. They're poisoned like the poison of the serpent. They are like deaf cobra that stops his ear, which will not heed the voice of the charmers becoming ever so skillfully. Genesis 6, 4. There were giants. This is when they infiltrated our our genome. This is when they came to this planet, these fallen angels. There were giants on earth in those days, and also afterwards, the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. They were the mighty men of old and men of renown, Genesis 6-4. John 8-44. This is what Austin talked about in the day left a few weeks ago. In depth, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father. You want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And he does not stand for the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. He is a liar and the father of lies. Guys, we have to understand who the battle is against. Revelation 13, 16 through 17. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. And so that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Revelation 14, 9 through 11. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if anybody worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Guys, listen to me. This is really important. This World Economic Forum, this global scum that are doing all this stuff, they're trying to the destruction of the entire planet. They want to bring their Antichrist into the third temple. Second Corinthians 11.14 says, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of the light. Second Corinthians 11.15, Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into the ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. These guys have come into our churches. They brought us a name it, claim it, grab it nonsense. They have brought us the Johnson Amendment, which is completely hamstrung. This is the Church of the United States. They brought us the teachings of the rapture, which if you want to pre 
mid, post-trib. I'm not going to argue with you, whatever. But they've taken Christianity out because once the people realize that they don't quote-unquote and they believe the rapture phenomenon was started in 1850 with Darby, then with the Schofield, if they believe that, they feel as though nothing ever is going to happen to them or their children or their children's children because they will be raptured off the planet. And they sit back and they allow it to happen like a pot of water boiling a frog, and they don't even realize they themselves are in the pot. That's what we have. So what we have to realize is these guys have been absolutely set on what they want to do and how they are doing it right now. And their whole goal here is to come in and destroy the very fabric of our society. They quote, unquote, the so-called COVID-19 vaccines. Look at it. Fort Detrick. Look what's happened. The the mandates, the lockdowns, the vaccination identification passports, which is Chinese credit passports. All that is digital identification, digital currency. Sanctioned healthcare protocols, taxes and restrictions on fossil fuels, lack of food, borderless nations, bugs and lab-grown meats for food. They're now approving the use of crickets in food for supplies, censorship, silencing opposing views, taking you off Twitter, taking you off YouTube, suddenly fueling the war in Ukraine to put huge and huge and huge amounts of basically you know, more and more lies out there as far as what we're doing, trying to promote and World War III. All of this stuff is happening right now before our eyes. And we've got to stand firm in the gap. We've got to stand firm and know that God is God and Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ and that he's the most high God and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have to put on the full armor of God and we've got to stand no matter what. You've got to get today's show out there to as many people as you possibly can because I just gave you a summary. Now, a few months ago, I did a show. We read a rerun of it just a few months ago, and I talked about Masonic Lodge infiltration and starting all the way back with the ancient Babylonian religions, taking you all the way up to the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan, Masonic Lodges. All of this stuff is happening as we speak, and if we don't stand in the aggregate right now, if we don't try to stop this right now, this net that they're closing on all of us is going to continue to close around everybody until we no longer have any freedoms left in the United States. ATF is trying to make 40 million people, if they can't get registered, get approved. By the way, 500,000 a year, 40 million, it's going to take 80 years to get it approved, 80 years, almost a century. What the heck's that even all about? It's, again, they've given us these rights. Now they want to take them away from us as they bring in their new world order and bring in their satanic antichrist. This is the same group that wants to rule us. It's the same group that took down Building 7. It's the same group that started World War I, started World War II, started the Vietnam War, ran the drugs out of Southeast Asia. It's the same group that did Operation Gladio, the same group that did Operation Condor. It's always the same people. It's the same stinking group of whackbags. And once we see that and we call them out for who they are, we're going to be able to stand in the gap for the people who can't see them, who won't believe and know the truth because their eyes have been blinded by the God of this age. So they cannot see and know the truth. Plus, the fluoride has dumbed them down. The tricyclic antidepressants have dumbed them down. The serotonin reuptake inhibitors have dumbed them down. The statin drugs have dumbed them down. All of this stuff has been done on purpose to drop the IQ scores and to stop the people in the United States and globally from having reasoning skills to see that they are building their own cages and their own captors have become themselves by believing the lies. Remember what I'm saying to you today, friends. Because this is the day the Lord hath made it. We're going to rejoice, and we're going to be glad at it no matter what. But we're going to tell the truth on this show. We're going to make you guys realize this ain't a game. These guys are playing it for blood. That Look at January the 6th. Donald Trump's a high-level Mason, whether you want to believe it or not. That's what he is, period. He could have pardoned every single person 
on January the 6th. Nobody had to go to jail. This whole charade, all these people still locked up in D.C., that didn't have to happen. Donald Trump pushed the gunfire, the bump fire stocks. Donald Trump carpet bombed the United States by shutting down industries, shutting down businesses everywhere. Donald Trump refused to get rid of Fauci. Donald Trump did all of this stuff. And Donald Trump last week doubled down again on taking vaccines. And this is a nightmare for me. Because I supported this guy in 2016, but as soon as I saw what he was doing in 20 by 20, 2017, 2018, I retracted my support for him. Guys, listen to me. He is not of God. He is one twisted individual that is being part and being used of this new world order to basically cause all of you folks to not believe and know the truth of who these people are. It's all obfuscation, just like Otto Kahn said 100 years ago. They control both sides of the narrative. Remember, he's one of the Kabbalist bankers who started the Federal Reserve Bank, had the second largest home in the United States other than the Biltmore State. That's how big this guy was. They turned it into a hotel now. He said they control both sides of the narrative. They control the Republican and the Democratic Party, and it's best we pay attention to what he said because he told us the truth, and we need to realize who these clowns are. And they are absolutely just – excuse my vernacular – hell-bent on creating their new world order. Remember George H.? We'll have a new world order, thousand points of light, and we will be successful. Remember that speech from the early 90s? Remember that one, the new world order speech? Same group. It's always the same group. It's the bloodline families who control the earth, who State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard because they control the money supply and control the governments because they use Jeffrey Epstein to come in through Mossad, the CIA, and MI6, have all these politicians, these judiciaries, these judges, and these everybody in prominence if they could find – to have sex with underage girls and then videotape them. Why don't we have the names of the people that were blackmailed? Why don't we have the names of the people who raped these young girls? Why haven't they told us? Because these people are still in power, guys, and they don't want to take them out of power because they're pawns in the game being used by this new world order. They're the ones who are running the show behind the scenes, and they're the ones causing all of this grief. But again, send this show to everybody you know because it's one of those shows. Austin, what do you think, buddy, and what do you think? What's your next story? Well, you're spot on. You know, I saw part of the interview the other day. I think it was like five or six uh, days ago. It was on Real American's Voice, and Donald Trump was being interviewed on the topic of basically the fact that this shot is being very clearly now displayed even by the CDC and the FDA that there's some possible health problems. I mean, that's an understatement to say the least. As you guys know, the CDC is now saying they're concerned about a link to strokes and uh, vaccines together. Said And so what's interesting is, if you guys know this, the Epoch Times asked the CDC back in September 2022 to release its proportional reporting ratio data mining results. Now, this is what the CDC said they were going to start doing at the beginning of 2021. So you guys recall this. It's over two years ago. CDC said this shot's rolling out. We're essentially a you know research agency. That's what we are. We are not an enforcement agency. Let me clarify that. The CDC is not an enforcement agency. They have no right or ability to shut anything down, even though I heard from 50 people plus more. I remember when I'd be out and about, it's a, man- it's a CDC mandate. So there's no CDC mandate. That word doesn't exist in the vocabulary. They're a research agency. They're not an enforcement branch. They can't put a mandate out. They can put a suggestion out, you ding-dong. There's no such thing as a CDC mandate. Oh, it's a CDC mandate. Like, dude, shut up. Like, stop talking. Just go watch CNN and leave me alone. What's interesting is 
Epoch Times asked the CDC to release a proportional reporting ratio that they said they were going to do for over a year and a half at this point in September 2022. CDC refused. The Freedom of Information Act request has now been forced to release the data, and they were stunning. This came out a couple weeks ago. I went into detail on this at the beginning of this year when this stuff came out. The CDC's PRR monitoring, PRR monitoring identified over 770 different safety signals. This means what it's referring to a safety signal means a severe side effect that is worth noting. It's a safety signal, meaning it's a big flag. Poop, big red flag, another one, big red flag, another one, 770. Now, what's interesting about this is the CDC had no intentions on ever releasing this. They were gathering data. They were data mining. But they never released any of it. Over a year and a half, they sat on this data after they said they were going to they were going to be very transparent. Never did. September, two in twenty twenty two, still wouldn't release it. Finally, the Freedom of Information Act got enforced on them. They found out. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Twelve to seventeen year old age group, ninety six safety signals in the children's trials. Five to eleven year olds, sixty six safety signals, including myocarditis, pericarditis, ventricular dysfunction, pericardial issues, chest pain, I mean, Kawasaki's disease, all kinds of stuff. The proportions of death, which were only provided for the eighteen plus age group, was fourteen percent for the COVID jabs compared to four point seven for the other vaccines. And go into detail, the more you look at the data, the PRR monitor results revealed that over 500 other adverse events have stronger warning signals than either of any other conditions they've seen in other shots. Individuals aged 18 and older with over 770 different adverse events, two-thirds of them had a stronger safety signal than myocarditis and pericarditis. That means they were worse side effects than myocarditis, over 500 of them. Guys, myocarditis and pericarditis aren't a joke. I've had pericarditis when I was 26. Absolutely horrifically painful. Very hard to recover from. you got to have a very strong body to bounce back from it. Pericarditis is not even as bad as myocarditis. Now, the crazy thing about this is, of those 770 signals, 12 of them, of those side effects, were brand new conditions that had never been reported following any other vaccine, including thrombobolic conditions, pulmonary conditions, cancer, death is number six. These were effects that they found right on the data mining from the reports from monitoring what was going on. Yet CDC felt there was no reason to release any of this information. It's worth noting the CDC didn't perform its first safety signal on paper until March 25th, 2022, 15 months after the shot rolled out and over a year after they said they were going to start doing it in 2021. Why, if the CDC didn't do it until March 2022, why did they tell everybody that they were starting January 2021? Were they flat out lying or were they actually gathering data over 2021 and they've either suppressed it or redacted it or should I say uh, gotten rid of it? Kind of like they tried to do with the measles MMR research that came out, that they were going and running through paper shredders. Just my thoughts. The FDA was also required to perform safety monitoring using other techniques called imperial Bayesian data mining. They, the Epoch Times first asked the FDA to release its monitoring back in July 2022. Like the CDC, the FDA refused. And they said that the data shows no evidence of any serious effects whatsoever. In other words, just trust us. Nothing to see here. We said it, it's safe. Believe us, even though everybody's seemingly dropping dead that's getting multiple shots. According to the FDA, the only potential signal they found through April 2021 was raised body temperature. Then suddenly in mid-2022, 
after the Freedom of Information Act is basically applied to them, oh, they've got four different major warning signals, including lack of oxygen to the heart, blood platelet disorder, intravascular coagulation, blood clotting, and also myocarditis. If the FDA was evaluating these four warning signals already, why did they say that everything was completely safe? There's nothing to look at before when the original request was put in. The answer is they knew all of this from the very beginning. This data that has gotten released the end of last year and is now really starting to roll out now is very clear. Now I'm rolling back into what dad was just saying here with this Donald Trump individual now who's obviously you can see his (laughs) standpoint is not about the people, is not about the health, and is not about protecting Americans. Brody, who's interviewing him on this uh, this interview here on The Real America's Voice, Brody asked, and I quote, We've seen significant spikes in COVID-19 deaths after countries introduced the COVID vaccines. We have these sudden death spikes as well. You've taken credit for getting the vaccine to the American people in record time. I got that. Will you acknowledge, though, that the COVID-19 vaccines were not as safe, effective as we were told by the medical community at the time? That's a pretty direct question. I mean, I'll, I'll give this Brody guy credit. There, there's no beating around the bush. That's a direct question. Can you now admit that these things were not as safe and as effective as that we were told they were? This is Trump's response. Well, when I did this, when I did this, first off, there were no mandates. I didn't mandate anything. The governors were allowed to do what they wanted most. Most Republican governors did what was right, you know, with the lockdowns and all the things they did, including their views of the vaccine. What I did, I was able to get something that I approved that was proven to be safe for lots of lives. Some people say I save 100 million lives worldwide, and I was able to get this done in nine months versus five to 12 years because I was able to do it. I got the FDA to do things that it was pretty amazing what we were able to do. But as far as using it, as far as utilization, I never told anybody they had to use it. I never mandated it. I never had anybody, for instance, say they had to do it. What? What What kind of buffoon answer is that? He didn't even answer anything. All he said was I about 50 times and say I did this and I got it done and I got a shot out and I got it rolled out and I did this and I did that and I saved 100 million lives. It's a total lie. It doesn't even answer the question on the safety aspect of it. doesn't even respond to what we've seen now with the freedom of information from the CDC with 770 reports of different safety signals or the FDA reporting it as well. Nothing. Doesn't even address it. It says, I saved 100 million lives because I did this and I did that. I, like I said, my friends, we've talked about it on this show repeatedly. Trump. I think at the beginning had some ideas of what he thought he might want to do in this country when he was first elected. I think he did have some probably good ideas and good thoughts and good things that he wanted to do. I also think that that changed very, very quickly once he got into power and realized that his, say, handlers were not going to allow him to do things. And pretty much his narcissism and his ability to actually do things the right way depleted very quickly once he realized that he had no requirement to do anything other than what he was told to do. But this is what dad's referring to. This is the interview that he's talking about. I just want to address that real quick because I know a lot of people are going to say, well, when did he talk about this? This was six days ago on an interview. This is six days ago on Real America's Voice. You can hear it online if you want to. I pretty much just went over the cliff notes on it. and uh, But I just want to put that out there because this is something that's embarrassing to me to see somebody that he, and remember, he's the one who pushed 
Operation Warp Speed. He's the one that signed the emergency use for the FDA to rubber stamp every single thing that's coming through right now. And guys, by the way, this mRNA shot from Pfizer and Moderna, this has just been the tip of the iceberg. There have been numerous other drugs now that have already been approved, including uh, Pfizer's Paxlovid and multiple other drugs from other pharmaceutical companies to treat COVID that have zero Zero. And I say zero, I mean zero long-term safety testing. That's why Trump, the only thing that Trump said accurate in that statement is that I was able to do this in nine months versus five to 12 years. Oh, yeah. You got an mRNA gene therapy shot that was mainly produced by DARPA at the beginning phase to get rolled out in the American population within nine months versus having to do actual true clinical trials to see what was going to happen to people after they're injected with RNA for a decade. Yeah, you, you did do that. That's a very accurate statement. I do have to admit on that one. He was, he is accurate on that. And there's a reason why it takes five to 12 years to get vaccines approved because there's an enormous amount of safety testing and research and data mining that has to go along with it. Think about this for a split second, my friends, just a split second. He's claiming that he had it rolled out in nine months. They already knew what the shot was going to do way beforehand. They already knew how to produce it. DARPA had already built it, but they rolled it out immediately as fast as they could. Think if we would have just waited, say, two years, two years of clinical trials, say, eh, we're not going to roll it out in 2020. A lot of people already have herd immunity, which is natural. You got exposed to it. You got natural antibodies. No reason to roll this out. Let's hold our horses. If COVID starts to arise again, Let's just do some more research on this. Let's plan on trying to roll this thing out by 2023, 2024. And let's do some data on this RNA gene therapy in some real true long-term clinical trials. You know what they would have found? They would have found the exact same thing they already found and they already knew. This wasn't an accident, guys. This is total theater trying to pretend like they didn't know what was going on with the shot rolled out. DARPA started RNA gene therapy in order to design super soldiers back in 2012. This is 10-year-old technology already. And quite frankly, it probably goes back further than that. This stuff has been around. They know exactly what it is. There's a reason why the FDA never allowed any pharmaceutical company to engage in mRNA clinical trials per before COVID. They said on record that they found the research was too dangerous and they did not know the long-term side effects from RNA gene therapy. And then in the ferret and cat testing, they all end up dying. And the FDA would not allow it to happen. Suddenly, COVID hits, FDA gets emergency use, rubber stamp. They suddenly go, hey, you know what? We don't even need to do five to 10 years of trials. Three months of clinical trials, roll the shot out, get it on the public. And then after six months, we're going to tell everybody you have to get in if you, don't, if you want to function in society. It was a complete and total scam from the beginning with the shot, and they're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep pushing it, and I promise you, this will not be the last time. That is why it's so important to continually keep your immune system strong, even if you're just running the basics, the vitamin C, the D3, and the zinc. Those will keep your immune system unbelievably strong, especially even if you just take low doses every day, continually. They are so important. I cannot reiterate that anymore. I've seen so much positive results from them, even with people that had comorbidities or having problems, running them on the high-dose vitamin C, D3, zinc, especially the iodine. You throw those in the mix. You increase the dosage on them. You get people off the sugar. You get people off the fluoride. You get people getting some rest and exercise and fresh air. It's amazing 
how God made our human body to actually be able to handle and resist and rebuild itself when it's given the right nutrients. You just have to actually take them and stop putting toxins in your body like RNA gene therapy shots. Just thought I would throw that out there, Dad. What do you think? I think this is a green show. This is one of those super intense shows. You guys need to send it to all your friends, and uh, we got to let everybody know what's going on. One quick health show real quick, one quick health topic, male menopause, the silent epidemic that leaves millions of men suffering from erectile dysfunction, depression, and rapid fat gain. Uh, male menopause is a wide range of health effects caused by low testosterone. Low testosterone is common with about 40% of the men over the age of 45 and are low on the hormones. Uh, the effect of male menopause includes depression, erectile dysfunction, and hair loss. Now, let me go ahead and stop here for one second because male menopause doesn't have to happen if you maintain proper supplementation. Zinc, cod liver oil, you can take the Tongat Alley, you can take the HGH Stimulate, you can take the MCT medium chain triglyceride oil that Austin talked about last week. It really helps to boost testosterone levels and it really keeps your muscle weight up, body fat down without having to go on hormone replacement therapy. One of the biggest reasons this is happening to people and men all over the country is this. They are basically eating foods that are contaminated with female growth hormone with estrogen, and that estrogen is antagonistic to testosterone, and their diets are absolutely awful, and they get their body fat levels up, and the body fat starts to produce more estrogen. This is a major problem, okay? So this is a very real condition with men. It can change their personalities. It can change everything. So please, guys, take care of your testosterone. It's critical that you do that. The medium-chain triglycerides, the Tongat Alley, the Testoplast, all these different things are specifically designed to help your own body to manufacture testosterone again. But you've got to clean your diet up, and you've got to get off all the meats and all the soy proteins. Soy is a, such a toxin. It's a hormone. It's a female hormone. It's estrogen. Don't put that in your body. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. By the way, the guy who wrote the Zohar, I told you he had to give his name, is Rabbi Simon Bar Yochi. That's B-A-R-Y-O-C-H-A-I. I will go ahead and post an article about him through the Shabbat.org or whatever the heck that website is. I just pulled up about this guy, and he'll tell you how he wrote the Zohar, and he wrote it in around 72 AD. Now, the crazy part about all of this stuff, when you look at it, you're going to see that he was a sage, a mystic student of the Rabbi Akiba, and he invoked the wrath of the Roman authorities. He, together with his son Eleazar, listen to this, hid in a cave for 13 years where their, de- where their needs were mysteriously provided for. Obviously, it was a demonic entity. He authored the Zohar the most fundamental Kabbalist work in the anniversary of his passing, the 18th of the IR, known as Lag Bagmomar, is celebrated every year as per his request. He's that famous because he wrote the Zohar. He's the guy who shows up in the casket on the 30th degree ritual for the Masonic Lodges. Always remember who these people are and what they believe. You believe in Christ. You believe in Jesus. You stand with the Most High God because he is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. As well said, and you know, to touch base on what Dad just brought up a second ago, with the estrogen, a lot of the phytoestrogens in the food, it's very important too. You maintain healthy testosterone, especially using proper supplementation, but also too, you maintain low levels, healthy low, low, low levels of estrogen. Uh, that can be done with the DIM estrogen control. It's a really good product that helps out with estrogen. Also too, we have the Ultimate Estrogen Block, which is designed to help block out phytoestrogen and metabolize them and get rid of them properly. 
a lot of people don't realize that estrogen is antagonistic to testosterone. If testosterone goes up, sometimes small amounts convert into estrogen. The problem is if estrogen continues to build up, it will actually suppress testosterone. So it's a very delicate balance in the human body, especially with males. However, it's very easy to control if you know what you're doing. That's why I tell a lot of people if you're running real high doses of like the Tongat Alley and the Testo Plus and you're stacking them together, you're training really hard, you definitely want to take the DIM estrogen control to keep that estrogen underway. And if you're curious about how your levels are, how you're feeling, you'll definitely notice, you know, bloating. You can also get sensitivity around the nipples, which is also indicative of high testosterone, or excuse me, not high testosterone, high estrogen. You can also have moodiness, mood swings, more indicative with estrogen. Testosterone, you usually have a harder, leaner look. You feel better. You have a higher sex drive. You're more aggressive, and you actually have a more balanced mood with higher testosterone. Estrogen is the main culprit that actually throws a lot of people into a weird mood because men are men designed to have high estrogen whatsoever the easiest way to monitor this is make sure you check it when you get your biannual or annual blood work whenever you're looking at blood work again i always recommend i always recommend this on top of the total panels that you're getting always get your d3 levels checked always i mean that is mandatory i cannot believe how many people i talk to that go to the doctor and they get blood work done and they don't even their doctors don't even test their d3 d3 is mandatory in every blood work every six to 12 months also get your testosterone checked your total and your free and get your estrogen checked your estradiol find out where those are those are really really important for male blood work every single time you get checked just my opinion something i personally do dad does everybody i know that gets blood work and checked on that that way you can maintain proper levels and you can see what's working you know if you're saying hey i'm gonna run high dose of tribulus or high dose of tongat alley you know 30 days up until my next blood work and my levels look like so i can kind of see what it's going to do when i run higher doses and really bump my tests up and you'll get an idea so just those things to throw out there if you need anything healthmasters.com my friends i appreciate the support a lot of information on the show today get this information out there you have a blessed safe awesome night be sure to check out the product of the week the liver support and vote for what you want to see win on wednesday on the website have a great evening my friends and i'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.